The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, October 12th, 2022, season 18, episode number 49. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Nick, you over there drinking Miller? Is that what you're doing? Not quite? No. No. Okay. Uh, So we got a lot of things to talk about today. We got probably the most important matchup of this game uh, that we'll talk about today, the Philadelphia Eagles offense versus the Dallas defense. Uh, to me, that is where this game will be won or lost for the Cowboys. Uh, we'll get into that and get some details on that in a second. Let's start first, though, with Mike McCarthy. And um, what did he say in his press conference this morning? He had an update on Dak uh, that, that everybody's talking about. What, what did he say? Uh, they're preparing for Cooper Rush to be the starter. Um, I think that's the McCarthy answer that you're going to get there of – you know, I'm not going to tell you everything, but it, it, that to me doesn't seem like it's anywhere close for Dak. He also said, Brian, that Dak's going to throw like after practice. Yeah. His little throws to the receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not ready to play Sunday. I think, I think another question is, is he going to be ready for next Sunday? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the thing is, if they can get him to throw this week and they feel comfortable doing that, and then, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we'll see how things. I think he's going to have to throw two weeks before he's even going to play. So at least they're going to try to do some stuff with him today to see how the you know if he can, as Jerry likes to say, spin the ball and things like that. So you know, it's it was always it wasn't going to be about this week. Can you be ready to play? I felt like it was going to be two weeks, and that's. That's kind of what the medical staff was telling me as well. So listen, expect him. You know, when he starts to throw, then you could start to start the clock on when he might be back. I mean, this whole thing was four to six weeks, right? I mean, it well, was six to eight was the original it thing was, that was out there, right? It absolutely was until your general manager decided that he wanted to push the timeline because he didn't feel like that maybe Cooper Rush was going to win you four straight games, right? That's 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 what Silly. happened. You know, well, but that's, everyone knew he was going to win four in a row. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the I knew. Yeah, but that's the that's the the things that happen. You know, you're you're yeah. selling. You know, Jerry is the ultimate optimist. You know, I, I mean, we've we've all worked for him a long time. We we understand that. I mean, he's always going to say, you know, he's he's going to push it. He's going to he's going to and even know that the medical guys will tell you it's a six to eight week injury, Brian. You know, so that and that's that's what the timeline's going to be, and and you know you're you built a team that's good enough to win these games with a backup quarterback, you know, and Mike McCarthy's the one guy that trusts the medical process. Doctors, trainers love working with this guy because he's going to not force somebody to get on the field that's not ready to play. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, this it, is not this is. Not the ideal game for him to come back. I mean, we've talked about it. Yes, you want a guy like him back on the field because we believe he could give you more opportunities to score more in games than what Cooper Rush is currently doing for you. But at the same time, I'm just like, and I've gone back and forth. And I know it won't happen. He's not going to play this weekend. But it just, it wouldn't have been, at least for me, the right game and scenario for him to come back because 
depending how that game would go if they lose, I think it just optics? creates are more. You, are you talking about the optics of how it would look if Dak comes back and they get smoked? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, but more so than that, it's also like, you know, you guys mentioned it yesterday about his yeah. confidence when he comes back from an injury. I wonder, like, what that would do in, like, a negative effect on him on, like, maybe playing mind games of things like that of some sort where now his confidence just kind of drops as we move forward with the season. But either way, there's no point really kind of getting I mean, into that because it's not going to happen. But I've said that, too. I mean, I, I've said that about, you know, that this is – my mindset on this is the is one where it would protect Dak a little bit because you know what happens. You lose this game, and some producer at ESPN is like, pull up the the split screen. Like, here's Rush and here's numbers. He's five and zero as a career starter, and he's zero and two. Here's his rating. Here's his rating, and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't need to happen. Um, Dak needs to come back when he's healthy, when he when he's when he's ready. But as I've said all along, I mean. I, I don't think that's going to happen during this. I, I don't think he's going to be ready here in the next few weeks. That's why I've said what I've said about I'm, I'm not benching a quarterback that's undefeated. Yeah, but there is going to come a time when he is healthy. And if he's still undefeated, yeah. I still think that it still holds true that I think the, your starting quarterback comes back at that point. I yeah. know you don't agree with no, that. No, I don't. I don't. I, I think it's okay. You, you and I, I, think, I think there's only two people right now that seem like they don't agree with that. And I think it was me and Jerry Jones. Well, Jerry didn't quite say that because he said our, our QB1 is our QB1. What he said is, I do believe in the mojo idea. But he also followed that up with, he's our starter. Like he followed so, it. The last thing he said in that sentence was, you don't mess up a good thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> right? I mean, I can pull it up. but no, I, hear, I, mean, I hear what you're saying. But, but he I, also brought back the whole Dak-Romo thing, which I agree with you guys is not the same scenario yes. here. You, yeah. you can't. You was you were looking for a quarterback, and you were like, "We've got one here." You wanted to move on. Like you, you wanted, were looking for a reason. You to wanted move on. Dak to be the guy. You don't to want Rush on. to. Yeah, they don't want Rush to be the guy. They just want you know. I, I don't know that anything that we've seen necessarily says he is the guy. Mm-hmm. Like I think again, they're winning with great defense, and that's the point. And by the way, he's doing a good job of not messing that up. Great, thank you. That's what a good backup should be able to do, right? No, that's what a good quarterback should do. Honestly, I, no. I mean, a good quarterback should be able to get you more than hundred yards. Passing. I agree. I agree. So, but the, 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 you know the, the hundred yards passing, like like nobody in his right mind wants to wants to if they don't have to pass the ball. Why would you? Like seriously, the the, the Rams have two great players. They have a shutdown corner and they've got a disruptive pass rusher. So if you can just run it up their ass the whole time, then why would you not? Like, I think we have a drop from Broadus that says that. That's what you do. You just keep running it. So 100 yards, I mean, I saw that on Twitter. If they would have had 100 yards and they would have lost, everyone would have been going crazy. And I'm like, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have lost. They wouldn't have had 100 yards. He would have had 300 hollow yards that Matthew Stafford had because they lost. And that you have to play the game differently. So... I don't know. I mean, I think those stats are ridiculous. That ten well, of six, ten of sixteen, hundred two yards. Okay, I mean, like, but they didn't have to. This big bad defense of the Rams could not stop Zeke and Pollard, and them running and running and running. It's. I mean, he had three really bad throws. He had three th- bad throws early in the game. He had three that 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 bounced off the. You know, but he wasn't really trying to move that, the ball. That's all great until you run into a team that has a better offense. By the way, we're going to get into this. Right. Run into a team that has a better offensive line. Mm-hmm. Run into a team that has more dimensions to their offense than just one receiver who might be great, but it's one receiver. Like, until you run into that, 
then maybe you have you ha- you're going to have to do more than that. And that's where I mean, I, I thought I saw a stat where he hasn't trailed or he's only trailed by a very very small margin, a small amount of time since he started these games. Like that's a benefit. What happens when you get into that game where somebody comes in and smacks you in the mouth and they're up 14-0? Vikings. Okay, that's fair. That's a year ago, but <laughs> that's all I got. And by the way, and by the way, the defense wasn't what it was, so that goes to your credit. I know that's actually a point for you. What I'm saying is, though, this year he has not had that situation. This is about this defense, and we will see what happens when he has I, I, a, a I different scenario. This, and, I, and I've been painted into this like that. I hate Dak, whatever. I and 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 I I'm stand by the 80-20. I mean, eighty percent thing from from yesterday. I mean, I I hundred percent believe that if you got a you got a quarterback with a bad thumb, then why would you play him? Why would you? I mean, absolutely, he's not, yeah. He's yeah, not gonna be better. Yeah. So we all agree on yeah. that. We all agree on I that. Don't, I don't know. He I, needs I, to be healthy with the thumb before you put yeah. him back out there. Brian, what do you think? About <laughs> no, I, no, it's just it, it's really it's 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 a very good discussion. It really, really is. And you know, I I, I wanted to believe when I went into the season, I said the biggest difference between these two teams was the quarterback, mm-hmm. and I felt like you had the better one. Uh-huh. You don't have the better one now. Right. You just don't. And. To give credit, though, to Hertz, he's played a lot better. Yeah, he's he really good. He really has. I remember, uh, you know, it working on the draft, uh, you know, on the draft show and stuff like that, and we were talking about Josh Allen, and everybody was like, God, he can't throw. He's not accurate. He's not this. He's not that. You could say the same thing about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Same thing, you know. That may, hey, make him do this. Make him do that. Well, when you make him do that, he's actually delivering a little bit, and that's what's making this offense much better. And you're you're going to lose the battle of the quarterbacks in this game, and the, your hope is that your defense can, because it's it's going to be a struggle to have to deal with all the things that they do. But it's you're, you're capable. There's teams that have have slowed these guys down. They've scored early in games, and all of a sudden teams have kind of figured out what they're doing. But man, it's going to take a lot of discipline to do it. But you're, you, I usually believe. When Dak plays in this games against Philadelphia, I believe he's won five games. He's only lost a couple against them. You know, division opponents, he's usually pretty good. I yeah. mean, if you had Dak Prescott a healthy one, you're saying, okay, now you you know you could, with this defense and Dak playing against Philadelphia, the confidence you know you, that you would have that Dak would have in this game, it's like I don't lose against division opponents. Mm-hmm. I might lose to other teams, but I ain't losing these division opponents. You know, that's the confidence I think he would carry in this game. But you don't have that advantage now. Yep. That's a problem. Real quick, Nick, let's get some updates on a couple other defensive players. Michael yeah. Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, what are we hearing about them? Looks like they're going to be held out uh, a little bit and limited in practice on Wednesday of today's practice. I'm just thinking Wednesday's practice limited. Thursday probably ramp them up into getting ready to play. I mean, you know, those guys, you can easily say just leave them out, leave them out. But this is so important because of how much they move around right. and the other guys are moving around too. It's not just digs at corner, he's not in, put this guy in and then put him back in. It's like the, all the packages that Dan Quinn wants to run, they're very exotic moves and uh, you know and you're moving Doris Armstrong around, you're moving all these guys around. So you got to be careful with that. So limited but but I you know just to make make sure that he's okay, but he's got to get out there at least mentally to be a part of all this. Yeah, Nick hit the nail on the head right there. There's so many things that you do scheme-wise with Parsons that not having him, it's a little bit like, uh, and I said it yesterday on the radio, with Amari Cooper. When Amari Cooper doesn't practice and then all of a sudden they're calling plays and the other receivers are going, 
Yeah. Wait, I've practiced this with somebody else. I haven't practiced it. And then Amari runs the route a thousand percent better than the guy he's practicing with. You know, there's a difference in that. So um, I, I'm hearing, though, that the injury with Micah is not severe. Mm-hmm. It's not severe. It's something that he's going to fight through, but it's not one of those ones where they're going to pull him out. They're, they're going to, you know, if he, if he needs a little rest, they'll give him a little rest. But they're going to they're treat him like they're treating all their hurt guys. There's no more, no different. I mean, he's, you know, he he's he's going to be ready to play in this football game, from what I heard. Yeah. Well, and like they were talking about after the game, and my McCarthy talked about it. You know, he, they wouldn't have Micah Parsons finished the game. They wouldn't have put him back into the field to play if it was a type of injury that he would have reaggravated it or made it worse. So that was kind of a decision that they. The uh, training staff and him made at the time that it was more something. Are you okay to deal with the discomfort? Yeah. Other than that, it should be okay. There's no signs of aggravating it and right. all that. So it seems like it's not really going to be a problem. Look how he played. Even after he went out and came back in, yeah. he got player of the it, week, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Defensive I think, player. Of I the think week. what they said was, "I said, Micah, how are you feeling? Are you feeling yeah. okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think." He, he, and he come back. He's like, "Yeah, I think so." And he's like. You know, Dorrance Armstrong is pretty close to you in sacks, and so is D-Law. I mean, they're, they're gaining on you here. And they're like, what? He's tied with you in sacks. Dorrance is. Give my helmet. Here we go. Two sacks. The, now I'm up to The six. funny thing about that whole sequence, the final sack, was that if you saw the sidelines, and I know you guys were probably heading on down for, yeah. to the field, like he gets the sack, he comes on the sidelines, and Dak like slams him with his right hand in the chest. <laughs> and I'm going, wow, okay, we got to – a potentially hurt guy and then a really hurt guy just slamming his hand on his chest like yeah. you know they're all just having fun and I'm thinking please don't do that again yeah, don't yeah. do that yeah we don't want any extra swelling they won't yeah. need that all right let's go ahead and take our first break when we come back we're going to dive in Philadelphia offense versus Dallas defense we'll be back DallasCowboys.com radio Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour <laughs> But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. 
Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, equal housing lender, credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Miller Lite is proud to bring you Q Barbecue Fest Dallas. Located at Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium. Join your Cowboys from November 4th through November 6th for some of the best barbecue in the country. Brian, are you paying attention to this? I am. November I, 4th through I'm the gonna, 6th. There. I think I'm going to go. Okay. Brian is a barbecue guy. Yeah. I mean, I know. So, I mean, get your tickets. SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Barbecue Fest, November 4th through the November 6th. Bye weekend for the Cowboys. Is it bye? Yeah, Heim Barbecue, really, really good. I probably shouldn't say these things on air. I'm probably getting in trouble for this. Heim Barbecue, Matt Pittman's a great guy from Meat Church. Yeah, I use that. I use that seasoning. Huge Cowboys fan, Matt Pittman. Some in my in my drawer upstairs, actually. Oh yeah, I use it. They got it all. Yeah, they got it all. all. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna jump into this uh, this uh, talk about Philly's office versus Dallas defense. This segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. Brian, tell me what's the best thing uh, that this Philadelphia offense does. Keeps you on your toes. And uh, it, it, Mike McCarthy said it today in the press conference, the stress levels that you have to deal with. There's a ton of movement with the wide receivers. There's screens to tight ends. There's screens to backs. There's screens to receivers. There are delayed screens. Uh, there's a power running game involved. There's a uh, the RPO stuff where uh, – remember the Daniel Jones early in the game where he, he – faked the handoff inside. He went to his left, and then he threw. as the Cowboys reacted, he threw the ball to the outside. Mm-hmm. That's what you get with this offense. And it, it is a, uh, it's, it's really very creative in the way they do things. The quarterback's playing at a very high level. Uh, they've, got, uh, they've got outstanding personnel to run it, uh, but they're a little banged up in this offensive line. And if you somehow catch a break where Jack Driscoll is playing left tackle – Instead of Jordan Maialata, then you're you're in pretty good shape here. But they've got a really good center, uh, the way that he plays, and uh, you know, and and that's that's really what you're dealing with. Like you're just dealing with a lot of skill, but they're very creative. It, it, you, it when you're thinking like, okay, they're running, we're getting a feel for the plays, and then all of a sudden they get another formation, and there's that delayed tight end screen. They throw that delayed tight end screen to the left. Every one I've seen, all the games I've watched, so. If you get Dallas Goddard, if you're watching the game and you're thinking, oh, this is kind of a crucial play here, he lines up like a wing left, they're likely going to get a screen to that side. So, you know, I know the Cowboys do their advanced scouting. That's what I used to do for a living when I was here. You know, they, they, they go through all these things. You see the trends. But, man, it is a, uh, it's a unique group to watch because of all the skill that they have and how they use all that skill. Let's assume they're at their best on the offensive line. Yeah. All their guys are playing. Where are they vulnerable? I think the best shot would be to, and and I know Lane Johnson is a a guy that's a Pro Bowl type player, All Pro type player. I think he's the lightest of the two tackles for sure. Mm. You know, when you start to talk about the power, and that you know Tank has played pretty well against him. Tank can break him down in the past. I I've watched games where 
Tank has a feel. If that guy's going to set him soft, you know, Tank kind of understands how to attack him. So I would say Lane Johnson would be a guy that maybe I would look at there. The thing with Maialata, he's just so huge. He's mammoth. Now, what they did was they there were some uh, – the games that, that he played that I watched early in the season before he got hurt, he's so big that he just sets, and it's hard to run around him because he's so wide, but, but he sets back off the line. So to me – I'm thinking about trying to take him up the field a little bit, get him to kick wide because he thinks he's going to get beat on that edge and run that thing underneath on him. And then I would make Landon uh, Dickerson, the guard, have to deal with, you know, he might have to deal with Osa or somebody like that. So if you get Maialato at one-on-one outside, outside, and then hit him back underneath and go straight directly inside. Now the problem with that is if you come running inside and you miss, that quarterback spins and he's gone. That's the problem. That and you, this quarterback, that's prob- yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I, there, there used to be a time when I was working with you guys, we always talked about the how to make some of these quarterbacks play in these games, especially the ones that can run. you got to make this guy play backwards. And, I mean, make him have to drop. Don't let him come to the line. Throw. It's, a little like, it's like the Russell Wilson thing. When you get Russell Wilson playing him and he's running at the line like back in the day, he could throw it that way. This guy, when you kind of get him playing backwards, it's problem for him. He he doesn't. He's mechanics. He's short too. Yeah. I mean, he's not well, he's not the biggest guy yeah, in the world. His mechanics go to hell. You know, I mean, when it really really <laughs> does. And so, you know, he's throwing off balance and one foot and all that, and the ball tends to go a little high. So, if you could find a way to kind of keep him there and then make him go backwards. Don't let him go towards the line. Make him play backwards. Really love what what we've seen and, and what you were talking about with you know getting off the edge and making the guard do yeah. all that. I love what I'm seeing out of uh, Tank and Micah working together, right, right in that same side. We saw it if you if you watched um, what's our show that uh, Alex does. Oh, sounds, sounds from the sideline. Sounds from the sideline. They they were talking. Yeah, if you watched, yeah, it's really good numbers for you. Yeah, it, it really it really does. But um, this week, like you saw them, they were looking at something, and D Law almost was like offended. I don't know if you saw it. He was mm-hmm. like, they 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 left me one on one, and and they had two guys on you yeah. to Micah, you know. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. How dare they? Yeah, well, and he was like, what? And, which yeah, is yeah, which you have to be careful of, and, and you're absolutely right because. I do worry about, and I know I say this all the time because of how aggressive this defense is, this is the best screen team that you've played. Oh. And, 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 and you're going to get – now, I worry about the chip, chip, chip on, you know, with Dallas Goddard chipping, and then all of a sudden you get he the – and then he just circles back and they, you know, they throw the ball to him in the flat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This goes away all the way back to the Eagles when Andy Reid was there. I was a really – they're a great screen oh team. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Always been a great screen With team. Brian, Brian Westbrook, Westbrook yep. yeah, people uh-huh. like that. They, 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 they have some really creative ways to run the screen because they've got some athletic offensive linemen that can do it. Well, we know how important it is for the Cowboys defense to play well this weekend. Yeah. And I'm thinking worst-case scenario, I'm not saying Micah is not okay. We just talked about him. But But. given in a worst-case scenario type of game that something happens and he has to come out, how do you feel that this defense would be able to play without him on the field? It's never easy because so much of your scheme is based around him. But you're starting to see some guys when he wasn't in there. Sam Williams stepped up and did some really good things. Uh, Nick mentioned, you know, with Tank, what you can do Mm -hmm. with him. Fowler's another guy that can kind of fill in if you have to. 
this game is going to come down to how well you play with your eyes because you're going to get so much movement and circling back and deception. It's really it's a it's a smoke and mirrors offense is what it is. It's like you know it's like going to Vegas in the magic show. Okay, here you go, and then you know, and it's wow, how'd that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they run this offense. But they do have an element of it to be able to run the football, but they do it pulling guys and getting guys out on the edge, and they and then the the you know with the ball handling stuff. So, you know, it's Micah not being in there is not great. I think you got guys. But how well you see things this week, how well you are able to to give it like, okay, don't get fooled, and then go tackle. It seems like Philly does, you know, like they're not worried about anybody. They they, they go do their thing. You know, right. Garrett used to always say that. We go run our yeah. stuff. Um, but i also seen every game the Cowboys have faced uh, this year, every quarterback they face, they have to f- see where Parsons is. Yeah. So. That's I think is going to be a, an interesting part. Do the Eagles go and run their stuff, or do they do they let Parsons dictate what they do uh, and then go against it? You I know, I think I heard yesterday that their coach said, "Yeah, he said something on every single play he's we're going to know where yeah. Michael Parsons is." And by the way, guess what? For the rest of this year and probably for the rest of his career, every team, if they're smart, will go to the line of scrimmage and identify yeah. where is it. The Cowboys won the Super Bowl in 1995 because Larry Brown had nine interceptions. Including three in the postseason, mm-hmm. because Dion was over right. there, yeah. and and Where's La- Dion? but Let's Larry Brown yeah. stepped up because of all of that, and yeah. because of you know Dion could take his guy and all that, and that's why Dorrance Armstrong mm-hmm. is the Larry Brown of this team. Like Dorrance Armstrong, if he can continue to do his thing, if Tank and Mike are going over here, if Dorrance keeps making plays right. over here, I mean, same with like Anthony Brown. If Anthony Brown continues to do things. With Trayvon Diggs over here, I mean, that's what's going to make this a really, really good, great defense. It is a great defense. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about Jalen Hurts and how how well he's playing right now. Where do you think he's improved most? Like, what part of his game is the, the, the accuracy, best? Accuracy. The accuracy yeah, has. Yeah, and it, it's just not the numbers. It's just there's been times where uh, when he's on the move, he's thrown the ball very well. There were times where you could get him outside the pocket and he would just completely kind of fall apart with his accuracy. But he is—he's got almost that uh, that like that you know that whippy arm too. You know he can bring. I mean, I remember it reminds me back in the day when uh, you know Randall Cunningham used to be with Philly and he was here for a, a minute. But that long that throwing motion, you know, mm-hmm. you get it and you get a lot of generate and you get the body into it and stuff. He they th- he's thrown some really pretty deep balls. They got this guy this this Quez Watkins yeah. that they're gonna they're gonna test Dallas on a, a couple of these deep shots yeah. in this football game just because they have the speed on the outside to do it. But his his accuracy and ball placement has really improved. How about this? These two uh, stats that that go right into what you're saying. Hertz is fifth in the NFL in completion percentage at sixty seven point nine percent, which you know. That's not as gr- I mean, uh, completion percentage is not as big as it used to be because all these little pop passes and screens and all yeah. that. But you say that he's also he's second in the NFL in average per gain at eight point five. Yeah. So either he's chunking it down the field a lot, or his guys are making a lot of yards after catch. Yeah. Either way, like he's second in average gain and also fifth in completion percentage. That means. It's working pretty well for them. They right. got they've got some talented. They've got size with AJ Brown on yep. the outside. He's going to do very well. Smith is more of a slot type move guy. The guy that could kill you is that Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. It's hard to cover. It's hard to cover these tight ends. And we look at in the league, and it's been it's been a, a trend 
uh, Kansas City, all these teams that have these tight ends that that make plays down the field underneath, Gates. and then can run after catch. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that's the. I, I tell you, there's plenty of passes where it's been run after catch with these guys. The games I watched, you know, it, that's that's the thing: catch, tackle, catch, tackle. You know, don't let them. The Cowboys did a great job, with exception of the one play, the one time when Cooper Cup caught uh, caught the ball and went for 75 yards. Other than that, they did a really good job of rallying and tackling. So when you think about these three wide, these three receiving options, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, which you think is the toughest matchup for the Cowboys? Goddard. So obviously, and, and I want to <laughs> be clear about this, it's not so much which one is the better player yeah. as much as I want to know which one do you think, based on how Dallas will have to defend them, can give them a, a lot? Goes a lot of their offense, believe it or not, does go through Dallas Goddard. It really does. It's just it's just such an easy throw for this guy to make. You know, even if really, he got somebody like Curse on him, who has done really well against some of the best tight ends in the league. Absolutely. That that's your that's your. I I just I the think safeties. in this game I think in this game it's it's he, they're going to try and get you know. Brown and stuff like that. I mean, Brown. They threw a screen to Brown in the game. Uh, you know, Arizona dropped the ball. You know, I mean, they they. It's not that that always happens, but their wide receivers have had some problems with you know when the inter- they had an interception the Jacksonville game that went clanging off uh, off Smith and or Pascal. It might have been Pascal. I'm sorry, Zach Pascal. But yeah, I mean, it, it's they. That's the thing about it is though the guy that's been the most sure-handed for them. Has been Dallas Goddard, and can you match up with him? Yeah, you've got the guys with the safeties and stuff like that uh, to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I was gonna say, I feel like the Cowboys' defense. One of the best things that they have been doing is kind of when they get into like the field starts shortening, and the red zone area, yeah. the red zone area, yeah. area, even when they get around the thirties or so. Right. Is this a game where I mean? Now you're at a point where you really, really need to try to keep them out of that, and maybe they they're they're not as successful as they've been with other teams. But now, yeah. when you talk about punting and where you punt the ball, and you know where the offense has to come off the field, and now placement of the ball and all that, so yeah, it's I, I guess where I'm trying to get at is. Even though that has been one of the best areas for the Cowboys' defense, is this a team that's actually not going to allow the Cowboys to be so successful there? Yeah, I think because when you get down the red zone with these guys, they'll they'll run the ball and they'll run the ball with the quarterback. They they get in a situation in the uh, what game was it they were playing? It was the it was they had five they had five illegal men five illegal men downfield penalties in the game. Eagles, the Eagles did, and I think it was. I think it was the. Uh, it was the. It was between. It was the Jacksonville game. I think it was, but they, I was watching. They kept getting trying to get guys downfield, and so all of a sudden, it's like okay. Then they get. They kept getting backed up, and what do they do? They start just running the ball, and they got in a, a situation where. It was like, you know, first and 20, and then they started running. And then the quarterback, they got down in the red zone, and it was like it was like third and goal to goal, yep. but they were running from their own 15. Yep. And the quarterback ran for like 11, and then he ran for five, and they just powered that thing in with him running. So that's the thing about it. You can you could try the, – the quarterback's ability to run it really hurts you when you're, when you're down there, especially in the red zone. Because he's going to pull it, and then he's going to take off. You're you're committing to stopping running backs or things like that, and he pulls the ball and he starts. And they do another thing on the. They get like in fourth down and one, 
they put they do the Reggie the Bush push. Mm, they do you yeah. know they get they put a they a did back. it for a touchdown last week. Yeah, they, they they did it. They, they have a back that lines up right behind the quarterback, and he just pushes the pot. I mean, they push the pot. They get just great surge on these plays, and then they go no huddle on you too. So, I know I'm saying a lot of things, but yeah, the red zone stuff is really dangerous because of the ability of, of AJ Brown to go get the ball. But the quarterback's ability to run the ball, I think, is the thing. If you could keep him out of that, that's where he's. That's where he kind of takes it upon himself to 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 make these plays. I mean, is he the is he the leading candidate for the MVP right now? I would say so. Him I mean, or Lamar you, Jackson, and and I would throw in there Mahomes has been having. He's yeah. been yeah. playing some really. Just good look at numbers. Yeah. yeah, Jackson's you, been really good. Yeah, but you look at your undefeated team right now, and yeah. also all that that stuff we were just saying about about passing. You know, yeah. you know accuracy yeah. and all that stuff. But then you also look at it, and he's you know he's he's runs for two hundred and sixty six yards yeah. Yeah. and six touchdowns. Yeah, but that those illegal man downfields. I mean, I I put that without even seeing the, the tape. I bet you a lot of that is on Hurts. Because when you get those running quarterbacks like that, he's going to take off. So the the line. Oh the, no! This is these are these are screens. Oh, on these, screens. These are screens that go that that like they're like they're set up like screens. Uh-huh. And but the ball gets thrown forward, and these guys are like already there, already down the field. Yeah. I, okay. I was trying to remember the official what game it was. Man, I mean these all these games going in my head. But there was like I mean they got to the point where. The, the, the head coach Sirianni was like losing his mind on the sidelines yeah. at the officials because of the, just it just, it they just like kept that. calling it. They just that. kept calling it, you know. And it it was one of those uh, one of those days. I me. hate that. I hate when you get a crew that 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 wants to kind of set the tone with a call. Yeah, you know. And we saw well, it in the Raiders game last year. Yeah, I would I would do something if I was Mike McCarthy. I would go up to the officials and talk about the alignment though. Of my allotted the tackle, he's way back there. He's way back. I would, I would immediately go and say, if you're going to let him line up that deep, we're going to line up that deep too. We'll just, we'll just put our, we'll put Tyler Smith, we'll line it's him ridiculous. up deep too. That's so yeah, yeah, that that's Jordan Mailata is having to line up deeper because he's not as quick. Mm-hmm. He's not as quick as Lane Johnson, so he has to cheat. He has to cheat to be able to get to the outside. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk offensive line, particularly the offensive line of the Cowboys opponents. I found this really interesting stat about these uh, offensive line or where these offensive lines the Cowboys have placed uh, or have played rank right now. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet! You 
unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back to the break. Limited tickets for the remaining home games of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Final segment of the break, live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Check this out. Here's what I found as I was looking through some of the numbers around the offensive line play for some of Dallas's opponent. Opponents, Cincinnati, 29th in sacks allowed. Washington, 30th in sacks allowed. Los Angeles Rams, 31st in sacks allowed. Even the Giants, 25th in sacks allowed. Question for you guys, do you think that these teams are so are ranked so low because of the Cowboys? Or do you think they really are that bad and the Cowboys just took advantage of a poor offensive that's line? A, adult, that, offensive that's a lines. good question because a lot of times that happens right. early in the year and you have to factor that in. Like, we're the reason why you, one of the reasons why right. you're ranked it's, so It low. may not be a coincidence that all the teams they've played are down right. at the bottom of the league. But I think five games in, I mean, that kind of goes to show that, you know, and, and also Broadus has said it every time, like, you know this line has got some issues, and yeah. so and they have, and so even Tampa Bay, by the way, yeah. and so he saw those issues based off of other games. So I think it probably <laughs> he does say that every week. Yeah, it's been this a common line, thing. Yeah, there got so, some issues. Been a thing. So this off, I mean, so I think it, more than anything, the Cowboys have taken advantage of ba- bad lines or decent to bad lines. This one has least issues that right. you've played so far. Dang it. But it's it, it has an issue, like we were talking about, if, in fact, Jack Driscoll, if Jordan Maialata is not healthy at left tackle, Jack Driscoll, you could take – they will have two very light tackles. I mean, light in a way of not very strong. Now, Lane Johnson is a, is a good player. Yeah. But – there, there have been some really, really good they're battles. Getting, they're all getting down the field. They're yeah. all running themselves. There's down been the some field. really good battles with, uh, with, uh, with Tank and, and Lane Johnson. Yeah. And Lane Johnson and Tank knows how to play Lane Johnson. But Jack Driscoll is just hanging on to uh, me personally. I if he's in this game, that's the guy I'm attacking right Waldo. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, 63 in the game at left tackle. I'm doing everything in my part. But the thing about it is, if you're the Cowboys. If you get a free run at this quarterback, finish. 
don't let him slide through or avoid and duck underneath or whatever. You've got to finish. I mean, that that's the thing that could kill this. I mean, his you're right there. You have a great rush. The, the scheme works, and then you don't finish in the pocket. They've done a good job of doing that, but this guy kind of stresses you out that way because if you miss, he's going to be gone. He's going to run, and he's going to, and he's probably going to probably put a big hurt on you for doing it. You know, that's a good point, Derek. Good what? thinking outside the box, looking into these stats. But, oh, there's a butt coming. But yeah, yeah, but <laughs> oh, but, but I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the thought and believe that the Cowboys' defensive line is just good. That AF. good. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that okay. good. So and that dominant. You're not gonna no. We just get an AF. This, so that we one? Did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's we got an AF from AG. Yeah. Um, okay, so what happens then when the Cowboys do run up against? Because there's there's good offensive lines out there. Yeah. There's some on the schedule. It, what happens when they run into those? And what happens if that's this weekend? Let's say they're mm-hmm. at full strength. What happens then? Because the way that they've been winning games more than anything else is they've been getting after the quarterback. They have. So what happens? I just don't see a scenario. I mean, it's it just won't be as easy, okay? But I just don't see a scenario where they completely shut them down and they're just protecting Hurst the whole time and it's like untouchable guy. I I can't see that happening. Something's got to give. And I think that the Cowboys defensive line, they have enough guys to be able to keep you on your toes, keep putting pressure, and be successful at times. And they're not just going to let you have like – this whole game, you're taking over the game peacefully, finding them. There's going to be some pressure created in right. whatever way yeah. that Dan Quinn is going to yeah. figure things out. For I, I totally agree with that. But in your scenario, what what happens? They get blown out. I mean, the Cowboys get their ass kicked and they lose bad. I mean, go look at Michael Jordan's record when when they he scores less than like 15 points. I bet mm-hmm. they I bet the Bulls lost a lot. Yeah. This team is predicated on Micah Parsons and this D-line getting after the quarterback's ass. And if they can't do it, then I'm, I don't see a 400-yard game from Cooper Rush and they're going to go and they just win 38-35. Like, if that happens, then... Yeah. Now let's start having that conversation. If that now happens... legitimately start having that now conversation we got about issues. If they win a game like that, 38-35, yeah. This, is, this yeah. is one of those games, and we always talk about like measuring stick games. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when Carolina came in here with the number one ranked run defense, and then you just smashed them on the ground last yeah. year, you yep. know, and everybody's like, oh, that was not the number one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if whoever wins this game, the other one is going to have the bragging rights. The defense is legitimately going to say, we shut down, other than maybe Buffalo or Kansas mm-hmm. City or maybe the Ravens, we shut down the best offense in the National Football League. That's the bragging rights for mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. If it flips the other way and Philadelphia wins, you're going to hear the narrative mm-hmm. coming out of Philadelphia. That's not the best defense we've played this year. Yep. You know that's you know, and now you're going to start to hear. Now the doubt creeps in. Oh, is it only about a pass rush? Is it only about bad offensive lines? Mm-hmm. You know, you win this game, everything is continue on the rise, and you and you smashed a really good offense. You lose this game, then all of a sudden that the doubt. The doubters start talking about the stuff that Nick was talking about. So as we've talked about Jalen Hurts and his ability, Brian, you just mentioned it, him uh, kind of avoiding the rush and then he's out of the pocket. In a game like this, would you opt to say, I will be less aggressive with my rushers? I will tell them, them, you can rush, but rush 
a very dis in a very disciplined way to make sure you maintain your gap integrity, to make sure right. you don't create lanes for him, or do you just say, hey, guys, we're going to do what we do, which is we're going to get after the quarterback, and if he leaks out a few times, we'll deal with that. Yeah, I think there has to be – this is – I hate riding the fence, but this has to be one of those balance acts where you, like, you show him aggressive, you show him aggressive, and then you muddle him where he's, like, he's stepping up and he's going back. I think the longer you make him hold the ball, the more panicky he will get. Right. So that's, to me, I'm, I'm coming after him. I'm coming, and then I'm going to make him feel like, okay, you're in for this all day. And then all of a sudden, then you muddle rush him where it's not. Or then you have, uh, you know, you have uh, Donovan Wilson. You have a, you know, him spying, waiting, you know, kind of hovering, waiting, waiting, waiting. If the guy takes off, run. I'm whoever's spying. That that's got to be my ta- my best tackler. Whoever that is, I would have a spy every play. Yeah. Almost. So yeah. to me, attack, attack, and then muddle, muddle, attack, attack, muddle, muddle, attack. You know, kind of just mix it up to where he does not get a feel for how you're playing him in this game. And I think the good thing about having this depth at safety is that you have multiple guys that can spy. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, well, it's going to be Donovan Wilson or yeah. it's going to be Curse or it's going to be – I doubt it would be Hooker. But, you know, I mean, even even Leighton at times, uh, that scares me. But, you know, yeah. you, you might have – But he did a good a job of that. Quickness. It was one week earlier yeah. this year where he actually came up yeah. and made a big sack that he was just and basically waiting and spying the quarterback. Don't rule out somebody we don't even – we're not even talking. Talking about yeah, right. like a like a Mukwamu yeah. or something yeah. like that or or you know he's put bar C- maybe he, bar yeah hey, C J Goodwin like yeah. I mean we've yeah. seen him like on Kamara I mean we've yeah. seen things yeah. like that yeah. so you never know I mean it, it'll be a, it'll be a mixed bag I I just kind of feel like though to me like the like this quarterback will run and he'll get as much as he can. But if he feels that like you're near him, he'll also get down real quick too. He's so, been sacked eleven times. Yeah. So if yes. you're kind of if you're if you if he breaks and he feels defensive pressure, he'll get down on the ground. So that's good. and similar you know, to last week, I think the defense needs to set the tone right off the bat. Like as soon as the game starts, set the tone. And another thing that's that actually scares me, despite uh, the Cowboys' offense running the ball and everything like that, there are times that the offense. Still, like I look, they go in, and the next thing I know, I look back up, and they're about getting off the field. I'm like, that, that, that was it? What did they do? So it's like, how much is this defense, the Cowboys defense, going to be getting tired playing in this kind yeah. of level, going against the Eagles? They're going to run no huddle. I know they are. They're going to run gonna no huddle. Tough. Almost everybody's done it. Yeah, this they're, they're yeah. going to run no huddle because they don't want you to switch your personnel for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. All right, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into the uh, the Philadelphia Eagle defense versus the Cowboys offense. And for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?